Welcome to Hysterical History. Hello. That's Alexis. Yep, I'm trying to dissect a hot pocket. Diarrhea pocket. Yum. Nope. I can combine Red Robin, it's fine. <laughs> Caliente pocket. <laughs> Flash pocket. <laughs> Dead pocket. Jimmy Atkins is us. Yeah. This is a podcast about funny history. That's true. Yeah. Hysterical history, even. Hysterical. Just so like, funny, it makes women go crazy. Go nuts. Yep. Their their uterus is just trying to explode right out of Yeah, them. it's moving all over. Mm-hmm. You find it in your elbow. What? You're like, that's not where it's supposed to go. I know. That's the problem. I know. Put it back where so it came from. Serious, or so help me. <laughs> serious. Or so help me. So help me. And cut. <laughs> uh, if you're just joining us, hi. If you're not Welcome. just joining us and you've been here before, uh, go leave a review on iTunes. Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. We would love for you to do that. Talk to your friends about us. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, these guys, girls, girls, really. Yeah. Ladies. I mean, women, re- really, uteruses. Yes, these uteruses are sometimes hilarious. <laughs> uh, most of the time they just talk about history and it's mildly boring, but mm-hmm. sometimes they make jokes and it's very funny. They make the ha-has, and I go <laughs> ha-has about their ha-has. So it's all right if you have to kill time, you know, yeah. if you've got a long commute or something. And, uh, oh boy, do I have a fun one for you today. What is it? I don't know what the topic is today. Um, it's part shipping wars, part Taylor Swift, Katy Perry rivalry, part it's always funny in Philadelphia, part, um, like mob boss drama, part Jurassic Park. It's too many parts. It's a lot of parts. Um, when you say shipping wars, do you mean fights people have about couples (laughs) or do you mean my favorite show? Could be both. Mmm. Uh, I like that. I, I think I knew of this topic uh, before the incident that I'm about to describe, but is someone brought it back into my memory because for like a holiday fiction writing gift exchange, they're like, I want someone to write about these uh, historical people, but in space. I'm like, that's so cool! Space opera. And I tried writing it, but I'm like, oh, I, I need to know so much more about geology to mm-hmm. do this. Um, yeah, so we're gonna talk about rocks and dudes who probably should have just kissed, but they mm-hmm. didn't, so they ruined each other's lives instead. I mean, we can't kiss. Yeah. Destroy them. So you just intense obsession. All I can think about is Crazy Ex-Girlfriends coming yeah. back on, mm-hmm. and uh, spoiler alert for the season finale of last season, mm-hmm. her and Josh, the, the man that she's loved since she was a teenager, were gonna get married. And then he left her at the altar to become a priest. And so the the end of that show, like or the end of that season, is Josh Chan must be destroyed. Mm. Um, and it's great because the first season was all um, exclamation points yeah. at the end of them. And then the next season was all question marks. And this one's going to be all periods. Oh, cool. Because she's just done. Yeah, I'm done. And it's like, Josh has some things to worry about. And I'm like, I'm very excited. I'm just destroy him. I'm very so. excited about your future murders. So I'm like, yeah, if you can't, if she can't kiss him anymore. So like, destroy him. Yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. All it is is a capacity for emotion, and if it's not love, it's going to be intense loathing, intense hatred. Oh, but you'll like this. I was gonna leave it till the end because it's, uh, I don't know. Okay, it's just kind of ephemera. But uh, HBO was going to make a movie at one point about mm. this. Uh, situation. Okay. And it, and then they said, never mind. Well, they said no because one of the people died. Oh. 
uh, HBO. Uh, I forget. Like, wait, one, one of the people they one, were one talking of the, about, or the actors? One of the actors died. Ooh, rough. So the the first main main character, main player in the story. This is taking place in 1830s to 1890s. Where? Uh, America. Where? Mostly East Coast, sometimes in the West. Okay. Um, America's big. America's big, but in the 1800s, it's maybe not as big. True. Uh, so anyway, so first one is Othniel Charles Marsh. 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 And in the HBO... <laughs> I will call him Marsh because Marsh. his first name confuses me. <laughs> yep. A lot of places... Let's call him O.C. Marsh. <laughs> O.C. O.C. Marsh. Marsh. Uh, and in the HBO series that never was, or movie, mm-hmm. he would have been played by the uh, Sopranos actor James mm. Gandolfini. Nice. Yeah. Uh, who passed away, and that's why the movie never happened. Gotcha. Though I read somewhere that they were considering Robert De Niro, but that was like a three-year-old article. Ah. So probably still not. No. Anyway. Got it. Uh, Marsh uh, was born in Lockport, New York. He was the son of a struggling farmer, and his mom died when he was, like, three. Uh, Dad was like, hey, you should be a farmer. And he's like, no. Farming sucks. It sucks. And you're always poor. I don't want to be poor. (laughs) You're always poor. I want all the money and all the fame, and you're not going to stop me. And my wife won't die like mom did. Yeah. But my uh, future frenemy will one day. Anyway, he was into science. I mean, aren't we all going to die one day? No. Okay. I'm not. (laughs) I have plans. Anyway, uh, the good news for him was he was the nephew of a wealthy banker who, uh, you know, isn't that just the way? Mm -hmm. So due to connections, he went to the Phillips Academy, uh, then Yale, uh, and uh, he was... uh, I hope he also has some grades. I don't think you can get to Yale on just connections. Maybe then. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the few tr- university-trained paleontologists, which mm-hmm. was his field in the 1860s. Okay. Uh, he studied as a grad Interesting student choice. in uh, Germany during the U.S. Civil War, which is definitely not an excuse to dodge the draft. No, of course not. This so happened, so things align at the it same just time. just happened to be, you just happened to be out of the country for the entire duration of the Civil War. It's not like that long. It's not like it was in that important. Uh, and uh, he was from the north. I mean, yeah, like New England. So he, I mean, I'm just saying, should he have been drafted, he would have been uh, from the. North. I mean, he would have been on the winning side, but yeah. Also, for 90 percent of the Civil War, it looks like the North are going to lose very badly, and just a whole lot of people die. So you don't want to be. Oh, I mean, that. definitely, but mm-hmm. also like. If you're from the north and you hear that's happening, you're like, ooh, maybe not. Bye. Chances look bad. I have a wealthy uncle. For almost. And uh, I'm going to go study in Germany. It's always fun when you learn about wars that are, you know, that are obviously over. Mm-hmm. Um, like like when you learn about World War II and the, at the beginning, Germany is just slaughtering everybody. Yeah. Like, how do we win? What? Because you know they don't win. Yeah. But then you're like, hold on a minute. But how did you lose? Right. You and then it's the same won. with like the Civil War. It's like for 80% of it, it's like the South is just destroying the North and you're mm-hmm. just like, well, we're doomed. Yeah. But then you're like, wait a minute, but we win? But we win? What happens? Huh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so this is a two-person drama, and the other person, besides Marsh, is a man named Edward Drinker Cope. Hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Edward Drinker Coke. Like you drink Coke. No, Drinker. Cope. Uh, 
Cope. Mm-hmm. Edward Drinker Cope. He copes by drinking. That's what he happens. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's he came from like, from like a Quaker family. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he was, but uh, I don't know. They're into descriptive names. Sure. Maybe. Is, are they like that? Like the Puritans were? I have no idea. Um, so like he's Edward Drinker Cope, but his mom was like Lin- Linda Eater Pie or something. I don't know. Terrible. <laughs> I thought you were giving me a real name, and then as soon as you said it, I was like, nope. That's wrong. That's not real. Jesus. I don't, maybe Quakers, you know. No. So you'll like this in the HBO movie that never was. He was to be played by Steve Carell. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? She's saying I like that because I'm obsessed with The Office. Yeah. Because I mean, it, I do like it. It's just very bizarre. In a weird way. This entire scenario can be equated both in tone to The Sopranos, but also The Office. Fun. Yeah. Anyway. I love it. Uh, Cope, Steve Carell, was born in the 1840s to a rich uh, Philadelphia Quaker family. Mm-hmm. Quakers. Uh, he was also into science as a kid. Uh, he would, like, sketch all the time. He was a big, like, sketch doodle drawer. He took classes at... Academy of Natural Science. He was surrounded by naturalists as a kid because everyone's into uh, genteel amateurism. Right. Uh, which is just like rich people who, you don't do science as a job. It's mm-hmm. just you're rich and hobby. you want to show up, so you do it as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, are they, wait, so are they gay? What? Who? All the Quakers? No, the, the two boys we're <laughs> talking about. Uh, I mean, there's no evidence for it. Okay. No. Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm wondering, one, you said they should have just kissed, but also I'm wondering just because a lot of um, scientist men at this time <laughs> are gay uh, or have inclinations um, or like are kind of on the more broad spectrum, maybe I should say, of like sexuality in general, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, because it's kind of a quirky, weird yeah. field. And it attracts mm-hmm. more quirky people. Weird guys out yeah. in the field playing with their rocks. Yeah. Or, um, you know, or like like Tesla. You know, he's not gay. He's asexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's not a thing yeah. at the it time. it doesn't exist. Right. And so then. it just makes people think he's gay or weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, or Cope had a wife and a kid. Okay. I want to say Marsh was married, but uh, they're never discussed. Sure. And the story of the two of them is so them-centric, you, like, never hear about their families. Nobody cares. Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. So, genteel, okay. amateurism, hobbyists, yep. rich people... Lobbyists. Um, ...sit in fancy chairs, and it's, one does not do science for a living, like a trash garbage got her child's. Right. And they do it from, you know, from the seats of luxury. Mm-hmm. So, he was uh, drawing sketches of, like... Old dinos when he was like nine. He had a passion for biology. I'm like, that's not impressive. No, I was doing that when I was five. I was gonna say like that's cute, um, mm-hmm. and I mean at the time that might be impressive. Sure. But yeah, like every <laughs> six year old is now obsessed with dinosaurs. So um, I watched a, vi- a video of a three year old naming dinosaurs like their long Latin names, man, mm-hmm. by just them being held held up to him. Yeah, and I was like, this kid's a genius. And uh, that kid can do that kind of thanks to these two guys. Mm. Like, the fact that I could hold a picture of a stegosaurus up and you'd be like, that's a stegosaurus, and know. you're not a paleontology expert. Right. Is, like, thanks so to So these them. guys made dinosaurs cool? Uh, 
Yeah, kind of. Nice. Or they led to it. For a while, they made dinosaurs not cool. Ah. Uh, they, well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, so he, he didn't have a PhD because America wasn't into that. And also, like, a rich boy, so you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't go to school. Uh, but he also, like, went to Europe during the Civil War. Right. Not to avoid the draft, no. obviously. No, people don't do that. No. Especially not Americans. Mm, never. Whew. But they met in 1863 in Berlin, where oh. they were both studying. Marsh was uh, kind of starting to bald, bearding, 32-year-old. Are they both American? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them is a Quaker. I mean, he was from a Quaker family. I don't okay. know how religious Are he they, was. Um, uh, do they abstain from war? Are they pacifists? Yeah, Quakers, there's, Quakers there's a, are. That's yeah. what I'm asking, yeah. They're um, conscientious, conscientious objectors, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So yeah. he's not avoiding the draft. I think he's avoiding the draft. I mean, a little bit, but, mm-hmm. like, by his people, instead of just, like, not being in the country, kind of? I don't know, because I don't know if he's practicing. I don't know if his family's actually practicing. Sure. Uh, but he has, a, he has a claim, at least, whereas this other guy is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Possibly. Education. But he's going footed by his family's bank account. Sure. And they meet, they're both studying. Marsh is, you know, bearded, kind of balding 32-year-old with two degrees by that time. Ooh, fancy boy. Hope was degree less. Rich, pretty boy hobbyist. All right. Uh, Marsh My is, favorite kind. Yep. The Darwinist academic... And Cope is kind of an enthusiastic amateur who didn't believe in natural selection. And wow. they they got on like fast friends. They really liked each other. They went on a tour of Berlin. Marsh showed him like all the cool spots that academics like would get together for beer after conferences. Nice. Probably. Uh just smarty bars. Yeah. And they become like little letter writing buddies. Oh, cute. After they parted ways. Pen pals. Like showing each other photos and talking about bones <gasps> and sharing just, all the just like modern times. All the hot gossip about sending each other Snapchats. Mm-hmm. The end, right? Yes. Yeah. That was a hilarious story. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I have a couple notes here at the bottom. Okay. I uh, guess we can talk about that a little bit. I guess I'll talk about just a couple uh addendums here. Sure. So Cope returned to the U.S. after the Civil War, and he started at the uh, Philly Academy of Natural Sciences. He found a mentor in a man named Joseph Leedy, an anatomy professor at the University of Philadelphia, and just all over nerd. Okay. He was kind of like the the big name in geology and uh, paleontology at the time. Okay. I think he found America's first dinosaur in New Jersey Ooh. in 1858. What a cool boy. Yeah, it was t- like 26 feet long. The lady named name. it Hadrosaurus, hmm. which I believe translates uh, to big boy. What a big boy. Sturdy boy. <laughs> Cope. In. All I can think about is the <laughs> nuclear missiles that are like, <laughs> like fat yeah. man. Fat man. Little boy. Basically. So, uh... In 1868, Cope made uh, the second big dino discovery in the same bone pit that Leedy had found his in. Hey, find your own bone pit. (laughs) Yep, just kept digging, found another one. He's like, oh, look, there's more in here. There's more in here, doofus. Look, there's, like, more dinosaurs. It's 22 feet long. How'd you miss that? Troll wall. But it was a two-legged meat eater with uh, just ginormous, huge claws. Hmm. First I thought you were going to say there was meat on it. I'm like, I don't think so. No. I don't think that's how dinosaurs work. No. (laughs) It's a 22 foot long meat stick. Dinosaur. (laughs) Just a giant. Just like. And then they ate it. And then they ate it. Because that's what people do. A 22 foot turkey leg in the ground and they ate it. Delicious. New Jersey is weird. (laughs) And then they're like, whoops, dinosaur. I mean, (laughs) 
early episode, we had people eat meat that just rained from the sky for no <laughs> reason. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Whatever. Just eat whatever you can find. You find it, you eat it. That's right. Science. <laughs> science. That's uh, the motto of science, isn't it? You find it, you eat you it. You find it, you eat it. Take notes. It's science. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, he named it uh, Dryptosaurus, or that's what its name is now. Plip-plop. Uh, yep. Meaning Eagle Clawed Terrible Leaper. Say that again? Eagle Clawed Terrible Leaper. Terrible Leaper. Terrible Leaper. Mm. I guess. Okay. But it's, These names are very descriptive. Um, they, no, they're not. <laughs> Scientists are the worst at naming things. It's true. Anyway, so that's what Cope's doing. He's, like, digging in, getting his hands not dirty, but, you know. Whatever. He's standing near the bone pit and pointing like, and other people ooh. digging out. Marsh came back to the U.S. and became the first American professor of paleontology at Yale. Wow. His alma mater. Yeah, which is a little less... Uh, impressive when you consider that his uncle paid to create the Yale's Museum of Natural History. Yeah, it sounded a little bit like cheating. Yeah, so they, he, um, built the, I think the Peabody Museum is what it is. So not much has changed in the Ivy Leagues. Moral of the story, though, if you have a poor dad, have a rich uncle. There you go. (laughs) Also, I like it. I've never uh, talked to your dad again. His dad was like a pig farmer and his uncle's like a rich banker. What's happening? What a vast difference. Maybe it's from his mom's. I mean, my dad's a farmer. (laughs) Maybe it was from his mom's side. My uncle wasn't a banker. Yeah. Uh, Marsh was just an avid collector of fossils wherever, whenever he could. Uh, but his his goal was to prove uh, Darwin's theory of evolution. She's like, yeah, evolution. Sure. But he was also a curmudgeon loner, and nobody liked him. Mm, that's fair. He had no close family or friends. The couple friends he did have called him the Great Dismal Swamp. Like, that was his cool nickname? That was his fun little nickname. <laughs> the Great Dismal Swamp. <laughs> also, what a weird thing to call someone. The Great Dismal Swamp Get is here, guys. Because his name is Marsh, and he's the Great Dismal Swamp. <laughs> your friends are... I don't like your friends. <laughs> your friends are nerds, Get too. Get new friends. Get new... Your friends are terrible. He literally can't get new friends. Well, he has Cope. He has, <laughs> he has Cope as his friend. Sure. They're still... For now. They're still writing letters to each For other. Now. And being friendly. Cope even named a fossil after Marsh. That's so cute. Which is paleontologist slang for either we're besties or will you go out with me? Yeah. Boyfriend. Uh, I couldn't find a manual on the language of bones. You know how flowers have right, meanings. Right. I it's think hard to know. If you name one after someone that's like eternal devotion or something. That makes sense to it's me. Probably, I think it's probably the same with rocks. Yeah. Anyway. Sounds a year right. later, Marsh found a new gigantic something or other fossil and named it Ooh. after Cope, which is paleontologist speak for, yes, I do, will, I will go out with you. Yes. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a reciprocation. Yeah. It's very sweet. Uh, Marsh came to Philadelphia to visit Cope and go on all those promised dates with him. Great. I can only presume. Mm-hmm. Uh, he w- he saw a uh, lady, too. To be honest, lady was, like, way more of a bone celebrity. Gotcha. And more important, uh, which doesn't say Cope wasn't doing anything, like, you know, Cope had published, like, 37 papers, uh, even though he didn't have a degree. That is a lot. Uh, to compare, Marsh, in the same time, published, like, two papers. Uh, well, his are very well researched. <laughs> they were good papers instead of just like doodles on a scratch paper board. All I can think of is Hamilton. Yeah, 
how do you ride every second you ride every second you ride? <laughs> because it's trash garbage. Yeah. See, I'm not going to worry about that one because I'm like Lin-Manuel Miranda would never sue me. He's such a nice boy. Yeah. And it's educational, I That's guess. Right. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, those papers are very important because academic prowess is measured in number of papers written. That's true. Yeah. So it's, Sometimes professors just stop teaching because they're like, I have to paper. I have to paper. And the university is like, okay, and they keep paying them. <laughs> okay, whatever. And they keep paying them. Sometimes they're like, you should go to the country your paper's about. Bye. Bye. We don't like looking at your face. We're probably going to pay you less, but it's fine. Bye. Mm-hmm. We don't have to feed and clothe you. Bye. While in Philly, Marsh asked for a tour of the fossil bed where Cope and Lady had found their fossils. Hey. <laughs> yeah, fossil wanna, bed. Want to see my bone bed? <laughs> hey. Hey, come look at my bone bed. Paper trapping, am I right? Mm, hey. hey. Still is. Terrible. Uh, which Cope did. He's like, yeah, I'll show you my bone bed. And he introduced Marsh to all his bone digger people. Mm-hmm. Looking at all my bone peeps. Look at all these peeps working for me. Yeah, because I think I kind of touched on it, but at the time, it's not like the opening scenes of Jurassic Park where no. all the paleontologists are out in the desert with chisels. No. There are academics, and there are interns. Mm, and there are paid laborers. Yep. Uh, yeah, the learned boys sit back sipping Mai Tais. Of course. And they outsource all the actual work to labor boys. Right, because it's boring. Yeah. And gross. It, fossil hunting is like a point-and-click adventure. Yeah. It's like, okay, dig there, and then you just keep clicking until For they're a long found. Time. And then you'll buy the stuff from the workers, and then you write papers. Or there's the nothing, and then you're like, okay, now there. Okay, fine, just click somewhere else. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Marsh was very impressed with the quarry. This was at Haddonfield, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He was so into it that he paid off the owner of the land to send all future fines to his offices at Yale instead of to Cope in Philadelphia. What a dickhead. What a dick. What? <laughs> That's so effed up. It's a little, uh, little effed up. He, I can't believe that. He had such a true boner love that Marsh saw those bigger, better bones, and he was like, uh, never mind. Those what are if, for me. What is friendship? I, oh, I have no friends. I, only I have, have money. I only have money and bones. <laughs> Screw the rules. I have money. I have money. Send them to me. So uh, I'll pretend to have discovered them, <laughs> even though I'm not there. I'm not there. I discovered it. But it was me. I wrote down the name first, therefore it is mine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cope was mad as hell. Uh, duh. When he found out, he... He was so nice and showing him his boneyard. We were... Adorable. I showed you my boneyard. Never, and you I've never me. shown another man my boneyard. <laughs> Just my wife. Just my wife. Only my wife has seen my boneyard before you. You betrayed me. He, uh, he accused Marsh of being mean and crooked and defiling their pure fossil love. Which is true. Is that a quote? No. Okay. <laughs> it's not a quote. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you have a. Maybe you have some good letters. No. That's that would have been a great letter. You've defiled a pure fossil love. <laughs> That's why I was like, is it real? And dear Marsh, you've defiled up your love. You know how my shipping's been lately. <laughs> it's, yeah, I just want everything to be real. Anyway, friendship over. I mean, yeah. And then things got worse, which is, by the way, the subtitle of this entire ordeal. It gets so much worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, Every time. When we hit dynamite, that's about the high water oh. mark. But we got a ways to go. 
So with his supply of fossils running dry, Cope uh, was just rushing to publishing on everything he could get his hands on. Uh, One of the big ones was a new species of... I don't think it was a plesiosaur, but, you know, something long-neck aquatic from the age. Sure. Uh, Loch Ness Monster types. Yay. Elasmosaurus, that's what it was. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they are, Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Just because I know someone's going to be like, Oh, the Loch Ness Monster's not a plesiosaur, it's an elasmosaurus. If anyone uh, writes in with that, I will be very pleased with you. (laughs) Please do it. Yeah. Uh, so we love you, thanks. Cope put the skeleton together, you know, it's all up and pretty. He's hoping that this will just shoot him right to the top of the fossil billboard charts. Right. This is like his... Everybody's all about him His right now. first big hit. Yeah. Uh, and Marsh showed up to check it out. No. And Marsh realized something was off. Don't let him do it. <laughs> uh, Cope had put the skull on the wrong end of the skeleton. Well, pooper scoopers. <laughs> well, poop. Uh, instead of the top of the spine, he stuck it on the tail. He made his skeleton to a butt head. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so sad. And so... I'm so excited. <laughs> he's so ready to take his place he's in the world. He's such a sweet boy. <laughs> he hasn't done anything wrong. Leave Steve Carell alone. Is that Steve Carell? <laughs> Steve- oh, no! <laughs> Leave yeah. him alone. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marsh is the swamp who is uh, James Gandolfini. Uh-huh. Who is the one who, like, fires the first shot and is the mob boss. Right. And Cope is the little rich boy who's in it for the fun. Yeah. And he's Steve Carell. Okay. Yeah. So, instead of letting him know in private, like, hey, uh, I think... You did that wrong. I think this... What if the skull went on the other end? I think it might fit. Because he just... He plucks it off and it fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of doing that, Marsh told everyone... He let it was public knowledge. Uh, Leedy confirmed the error. Joseph Leedy, Cope's mentor, and Cope tried to correct the mistake. Uh, so he was going around desperately trying to buy all the copies of the journal where he published oh, his findings no. and uh, trying to destroy all the copies. And Marsh did everything he could to make the journal available. Of course, he did. Going up saving all the copies. He's like saving all the receipts. What a douchebag! Such an a hole. Uh, and then he went even further, put in a jab. Um, I don't know if it was an actual publication or just, uh, you know, letters to all of his not friends. But he was saying Cope should have named it a Septosaurus. I think that's it. Septosaurus. Which means twisted reptile. Which is such a nerd jab. Yeah. Like, oh, you should have named it Twisty because you got it twisted up wrong bits. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. What a dickhead. Like, and there's no, like, he didn't do anything to him to make him, like, be such a jerk to him. Not that, I don't think so. He's just a horrible person inside. He's, he's just, he saw ambition. He's the and, one who doesn't yeah. have any friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is why, because you're a douche. <laughs> this is why you are a great dismal swamp. You're horrible. So, uh, yeah, public o- friendship over public shaming sealed the deal. And then things got worse. 1870, Marsh led uh, an academic field trip to Kansas, to what were known as the Bone Fields. Okay. Uh, opened up and available due to the new railroad system. It's kind of like charging out west. It's still dangerous due to the Native Americans being all huffy about stealing land and genocide and fake apologies and stuff. 
Gosh, like, they're always whining. You're still not over that? Just shut up. Do you want some blankets? We have some more blankets. Gosh. You want to be educated so you're not an idiot? We can do that. We can, look, we can do that. We you want to be whiter? We can do it. Do you want, do you want to be white? I mean, who doesn't? It's way better. Clearly. Objectively. We're, clearly we're better than you. <laughs> we're not better than you, but being white is better. Mm-hmm. This is getting really shady. What, we're not white supremacists. We're joking. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Just listen, re-listen to the episode by Andrew Jackson. You'll understand <laughs> yeah. how, how I feel about yeah. Native Americans and white people. Uh, callback jokes, sort of, about white people being terrible and racist. Anyway. That's mostly what we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, railroads going west, like, uh, can you get off our lawn? And the First Nations people are like, it's literally our yard, it's though. It's literally mine. It's our yard, though. That's our stuff. And they're like, mm, but now my railroad's there, so, meh. Too late. So the the Sioux are the most mad. They the, always are. The railroads are basically at war with them, and uh, so people. They're also going, usually the most powerful, who are also the most yes. mad. <laughs> they who are powerful are angry. <laughs> they can express their anger properly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so people, white people, you know, like the bone digging boys, would go west. Accompanied by U.S. military cavalry and, like, other hired natives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'd get, like, famous people in there, too. Like, Buffalo Bill went with Marsh on that first trip, first night. It's like, you see pictures of, like, oh, there's Buffalo Bill and Marsh? What hmm. is happening? That's very strange. They get to their destination. Marsh brought a shameless uh, reporter who, because he was just self-reporting and he needs someone to document all of the big discoveries that he's going to be making. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he drags this journalist through, you know, all the terrible burning sand dunes and the poisoned water and death traps. Uh, he's like, I'm going to get so many good bones, oh, no. and I need you to write down everything. It's not good. Uh, and the reporter also wrote, wrote about the Sioux, who were just... Every night, their fires would get a little bit closer to camp. And it's like, one of these days they're going to murder everyone. Yay. And they almost do. The expedition was successful. They found a lot of stuff. Many bone. Many, Many bone, bone was Every found. Every bone you could Every want. All of the bone. And that's all Marsh cared about. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the camp were, of course, worried about dying. He's a white privileged douche. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, look at this giant turtle that I but found. But isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. But isn't this the best? Yeah. So they got attacked. They just barely got all the stuff loaded and escaped. Barely. Mm. So I spelled Sue like 11 different ways, and I'm sure all of them are wrong. And I feel a little bad for that. I want to say... I, I don't see, but I don't want to spell because no, I'll get wrong. You don't want to say that's the thing. I want to say I want to say S I O U X. I didn't know where to put the I. Was the problem? I want to say it's second, <laughs> and it's not there. There aren't eleven letters, but I found eleven different places to put that I. I'm gonna Google it. Uh, but I didn't grow up with them. I don't know the, the tribes there. I dare some random person from Nebraska. If spell. I type that, it says Sioux Falls, which makes me think that's the right spelling. Yes, it's probably right. I dare a random person in Nebraska yeah. to spell Clinkett right the first time. So. I don't know how to spell that one at all. Oh, I do. And I guess it's more of an Alaska tribe than Washington one. Never heard of them. Haida or Clinkett? Do you know Haida? No. Oh. Those are two um, tribes in the Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Yes. Anyway. Point being, Marsh is a nerd freak. He will put people's lives in danger for his bone. Mm-hmm. He, uh... Staked his claim all over the West's fossil fields. So he was peeing everywhere. He probably did. He's that kind of guy. Yep. Just imagine uh, Gandolfini just standing on a high dune, marking his territory. Gross. These are my bones. Gross. My bones. Gross. 
establishing he established a trust for fossils for Yale. Of course he did. Yep. Uh, Cope he loves fossils and he loves Yale. And he loves Yale. And he doesn't love Cope at all. Nope. Cope heard about all this uh-huh. and was like, oh boy, gotta get myself like, to burn, Kansas. Burn him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, Different sense. plans. Okay. Kansas, of course. Problem is he has no money, really. I mean, you can walk. I mean... Where does he live right now? He has, he's in Philadelphia. That's not that far. No. The problem is that the Academy of Natural History was a gentleman's club. Right. And they were like, why would you want to go on an expedition? My good man, have the help do it. Send a boy. Of course. Make the boy do it. And he's like, but the dude that I hate is with his people. Yeah. He's, so he can make sure he's the one. But the man who my entire life revolves around is there, and I must go to battle I to have meet him. to destroy him. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. You, he, so he ended up using his inheritance money. He put his money where his little bone hand's mouth was. Mm. I forget how that saying went. But he went right to the heart of Marsh's fossil fields. He found a couple important finds, such as more aquatic reptiles, uh, and he wrote exciting descriptions and sent them to publish. They were... Exciting! Yeah, they were exciting. They were in stark contrast to Marsh's kind of dry, academic, professional style of writing. Professionalism. It's like Bill Nye versus Albert Einstein. Okay. Sort of. I mean, which one would you rather listen to? Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Uh, but Cope rushed to publish everything he found, saturating all the journals with whatever he could get his hands on and even remotely identify, not necessarily correctly. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Not even remotely. One uh, modern paleontologist called it taxonomic carpet bobbing. Didn't we um, do that already with this guy? Where he did the thing the wrong way? Cope? Yeah. Is that who we're talking about right now? Mm-hmm. Same one? Yeah. And then he's like, let's just quickly do this and not be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Even though that was the problem last time. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I love when we don't learn our lessons. Yeah. You know it's, when they say history yeah. repeats itself? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's in the same person in your own <laughs> life. When In the same body. That's why it does in the real world, too. You know, like over time in countries. Yeah, when it ends yeah. up the exact same way, it's because people do it just to themselves. I know it's surprising, but this was also real life. Yeah. History. It's weird. Welcome. Cope made an agreement in 1872 with himself uh, with a government surveyor. (laughs) Good job, me. (laughs) Stop being an idiot. I agree. Uh, But he uh, he had to make a deal with a government surveyor to get his group to Wyoming to dig up stuff. He brought his wife and his young daughter, so Mm -hmm. that's how I know that he definitely like gotcha. At least had sex once. Made, with a woman. Made a baby. With a woman. That's good. Uh, Marsh had been there previously and found some mammal stuff. Uh, but when Cope got there, none of his horses or supplies were anywhere to be found. That's bad. The government surveyor had left. Oh. And uh, Cope scrounged up some people wherever he could find, including two of Marsh's employees. Uh-ohs. He uh, he had to poach some of Marsh's boys, and when Marsh heard about this, I love it. He released his first hit single, "Bad Blood." Bad, bad blood, blood. I know that's a completely different song, it's but completely. I like that one better. Mm-hmm. No offense, cause baby, now we got bad bones. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stop right now. Uh, Cope was in his house stealing his boys. And Marsh was afraid all his bones would just be taken, gone. He's gonna be a bone thief. Mm-hmm. So what? What would what would you do? 
He sent spies. He's gonna complain to the police. But that's me. I'm the police. <laughs> Not even a little bit. He would never go to the authorities. He is the authority mm. of Bones. <laughs> the Bone Authority. The Bone Three. I'm the king of the bones, and no. I say no. He sent not sp- my kingdom. <laughs> he sent spies. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. To keep track of Bone Cope's king. progress, Cope had his own code name, Jones. Jones McBones. <laughs> <laughs> Jones McBones. Oh gosh, it's so stupid. Uh, it's it's more that scientists can't make names. What should we call this man? Jones Smith Brown John. No. <laughs> How about just Jones? Perfect. God, that's much cleaner. His fear was uh, founded because Cope made some banger finds. Mammals, fish, reptiles all over the place. Coming out of the woodwork. Uh, Marsh came stomping out of the East Coast like, how dare you? How dare you find things in the place? No. Uh, Joseph Leedy was also in the mix on his own crypt trip completely uninvolved with either of them but they're just like tripping all over each other in the west Mm. at one point cope came upon a dig site after marsh had left and he found a skull and some teeth and he used them to describe a new type of animal i forget what kind but little did he know (gasps) they had been planted there by marsh as a trick to trap him. How dare he? With his fake bones. What a dickhead. His booby trap bones. <laughs> his booby bones. His booby bones. No. His, yeah, his trap bones. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe it worked. It, this so wasn't sad. It wasn't discovered that they were fake for years. Mm. Years. 1872... Cope came home. He was tired. He was broke. Sleepy boy. Marsh and Cope kept sending nasty letters to each other, like, this whole time. Cope kept flying out quick, multiple articles, all at once, whenever he could, and Marsh kept plodding along with legitimate academic papers. At at one point, uh, Cope sent out a telegram to mark his dinosaur Mm. find. Why not? It's like Do it. it's like if you discovered a new animal and you tweeted about it. That's what I would do. He telegrammed the discovery of a fossil species, and Marsh lost it. He's like, how, it's, how dare you? You're not allowed to do that. Because uh, whenever someone discovers something, like a new animal or species, they get to name it. Right. It's very important to be the first one. Yes. So that's, that's why, why some of them are named after actors and things. Yeah. Because some people are weird. Because scientists can't name anything. I know. Like, just name it after yourself, like normal people. Right? Not your boyfriend. Not your... Not your favorite actor. Not your enemy. Soon to be. Sorry, there's... I'm not a... gonna call mine Tom Holland Dorpheus. Don't. Don't. Why are you grabbing the There's hair? a fly. You're insane. <laughs> I see no fly. There's a fly. It's huge. Are we going to have a Breaking Bad fly moment where you, like, trap me in here until we take care of the fly, and then you tell me you murdered my girlfriend? Maybe. Hmm. You have a girlfriend? Uh, not anymore. No, no, I murdered her. That's a true question. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Uh, But Marge got so mad because this guy is, like, 19th century tweeting his discoveries willy-nilly. He's not checking his sources. And... Marsh had found the same fossil. There it is! I saw it. I saw it. 
It's real. I believe you now. Okay, so he found the same fossils and was waiting to publish until he, like, got everything together and was uh-huh. sure about it, and right. then Cope just sends it out in a telegram. Whatevs. Like, just... I do what I want. Bone blocks him. La, la, la. So Marsh still publishes, and it's his nicely researched paper describing the similar thing. Sure. And now the creature has two names. That's bad. But then it turns out Joseph Leedy had named a similar animal before either of them. Oh, well, poop. So Marsh attacks Cope's discovery, pointing out all the problems in the description and calling it, like, this nonsensical, unicorn, fanciful nonsense thing that has no place in real science. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is all without actually seeing uh, anything that he's found. By the way, he just, like, reads the telegram and loses his mind. He's like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I, I found it, and you're wrong. You're and I'm, clearly wrong. I'm the right boy. You're the wrong boy. I'm always the right boy. <laughs> I'm the right... Look at my beard. Look at my beard. I'm learning. the handsomest boy. and the right boy. Cope was embarrassed. Mm. Uh, and he I feel re- like he lived a lot of his life embarrassed. <laughs> I hope so. Which is he uh, did a lot of embarrassing things. Which makes sense if he's being played by Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he retaliated by saying, "No, he was right. Marsh was wrong." And Marsh shot back saying, "No, he was right, and oh Cope was gosh. wrong." And it was ridiculous because Lady found it first anyway. But actually, Marsh kind of lost because it turns out oh, that no. the thing that Cope found was a slightly. Uh, earlier creature. Like, it's mm. just, like, different enough to be a different species. So gotcha. he gets his animal, but Marsh's is the copy of Leedy's. So Leedy gets first pick on that one, uh, and Marsh just loses. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. He's the worst, I hate <laughs> Public crap show, and you lost. La la Gee. Leedy was more embarrassed than anyone. He left the field. He's like, wow. You two are so embarrassing, I can't stand it anymore. You little whiny boys. And I'm leaving forever. That's like if... Like, Tesla and Edison get into this fight, mm-hmm. and then Westinghouse is like, bye. Bye. It's like, no. Westinghouse is like, I'm going to make some money. <laughs> you all are idiots. <laughs> I was going to try to make a, a basketball analogy with Michael Jordan, but I don't know any other basketball players. <laughs> At all? Uh, Kobe. Yeah. What's his last name? Bryant. Yeah. Uh, so if Kobe and another one are fighting about basketball... <laughs> And they're fighting so hard that Michael Jordan's like, I'm leaving the game forever. Right. Did I tell you? I mean, he's not. He doesn't play anymore anyway. Um, Did I tell you that I was going through Cole Sprouse's Instagram? Yes. So he used to be on a show called The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody with Mm -hmm. his brother. Mm -hmm. And then the... uh, he made a joke about it. That's going to sound terrible. I was trying to get a fly. Um, he made a joke about it, and he called it the the street life of Shaq and Kobe. And it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> and I was like, can this be a show? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Just And I looked it up, and I was like, Kobe Bryant hasn't retired yet. And I'm like, but he has to in like the next three or four years. Because he's so going to be good. in his 40s. So I'm like, yeah. please hook up with Shaq and make a show. <laughs> Uh, and, like, everybody else is normal size, except for you, for you guys who are seven feet tall. Right. You're enormous. Yeah. Especially Shaq. That man's enormous. He's, he's so, so big. He's so big. He's a dinosaur like, man. He's, I don't even think he was that good. Of, like, I don't know a lot about basketball, to be honest. I don't think he was that good of a basketball player. He's just huge. And and funny. <laughs> Which helps. Sweet Teddy Bear man. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I love everything I've seen him in. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. That's great. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the Bone Wars weren't done. In 1873, uh, Marsh took some Yale students west. He made them pay. He loves Yale. 
Yeah. Well, that's all he has. That's his seat of power. I know. It's the it's the only thing that he has in his mm-hmm. life that has given him any pleasure. Anymore, because he's betrayed all of everyone else. Yeah, maybe be less of a douche. He made his students pay $15,000 each to go with what? him. What? That's so much money. Are you joking? <laughs> I don't even... Seconds. Yeah, like, I'm like... <laughs> What? That's like, a right lot. now, that's a lot of money that's for you to lot. go on a dig. I can't even imagine. Especially going through a college. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Let alone in the 1800s. <laughs> that's like, what is that? Like hundreds of thousands of dollars? Uh, in today's money, it'd be like $200,000 each. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. It's insane. What? Uh, so he Wait, made... Like a fourth of, like... <laughs> or like, depending on where you live, that's like a house. That's a house, Yeah. I hear it's like a fourth of a house, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know. In most places, it's a house. In the Midwest, yeah. it's certainly a house. My, um, my uncle's house costs less than that. Yeah. Gosh dang. So for the pleasure of joining him and being worked to the bone. and You don't get a house. Basically writing his papers for him. Oh my gosh. I, how many did he get to go with him? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I can't believe anybody went. Yeah. I, you're insane. Right. Especially if you're like having these dickhead fights, man. <laughs> you like a moron. If your boss is insane. Anyway. So. Stupid. Yeah. I think this ended up being Marsha's last trip for the rest of his life. He kind of He kind of stayed back east and networked his way mm-hmm. into evil. Good. Uh, That's whereas, why he's the guy from The Sopranos. Yeah. Where, whereas Copes, uh, Steve Carell, had to tag along with government uh, outfits because he's he can't he's afford boy. it by himself. Yeah. And he can't make graduate students pay for everything. It's true. Uh, but the two continued to bicker in scientific but journals throughout the years, trying to meet each other in science. They love things. yelling at each other. They really do. It's their only reason for living. But their next... Their raison d'être. <laughs> there it is. That was a nice call R back. right there. Nice callback. I mean, it will be a call forward, actually. Oh, because I'm going first? Yep. Okay. The next goal that they set their sights on was South Dakota, because good I mean, bones don't grow on trees. Why not? They grow in South Dakota. That's true. Mm-hmm. Marsh went. One day, President Mountain will be here. <laughs> One day. Uh, guess who uh, Marsh went with, besides his students? Yeah. General Custer's army. Why? Because uh, they... It's not America yet? They had discovered gold up there, so there was an influx of... Beautiful gold! Yeah, there's an influx of people, and all the natives are, like, trying to kill them, and it's terrible. <laughs> like, I'm deep of a breath I took just so I can sing that loud enough. Beautiful gold. <laughs> to get really dramatic. <laughs> But uh, Marsh didn't do, like, the completely evil thing. Oh. He brokered private bone deals with the Sioux leaders, telling them he'd pay for the fossils and would lobby for Native interests back east, which he did. That's nice. He didn't like They called him Big Bone Chief. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just the beginning for that brokered bone deal, something bone deals. <laughs> like, already that was very funny to me, and then private bone Private bone deals. <laughs> Big Bone Chief. No! Stop! He's the Big Bone Chief. It's so awkward. <gasps> sorry. No, you need to focus. So Get excited. off your phone. No, I'm so excited. I am. Fo- this is how I focus, Haley. You always yell at me. No, don't. You Do always not yell at no, me. No, don't. I'm going to keep going. I know, but I got accepted in the, ne- the Loser Network I wanted to be oh, in. That's, that's why good. I'm gas. I'm so excited. <laughs> Sorry. Focus. I am. Focus about these losers. I am. Didn't you hear me laughing about Big Bone Chief? (laughs) (laughs) 
Big Bone Chief. Oh, gosh. Focus on these losers. Focus on these losers. That took me so long to understand. Not because I'm not focused. Sometimes my brain just takes a break. Anyway. <sighs> 1875, Cope and Marsh took a hiatus on catfighting. That's Part, good. Partly due to money troubles, part to just catalog all the stuff they found. <laughs> catalog. Catalog and the catfighting. Uh, next year, Marsh had basically proven evolution. I mean, a lot of people well, have. That's cool. But he, uh, he was one of them. He had a I mean, that was his of, whole goal in life, though, right? Right. He had that's a big great. collection of uh, horse fossils. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say... Horse manure? <laughs> I don't know why. I almost did this episode on horse manure, Ooh. actually. You know when your brain just finishes sentences for you? It's just like, oh, that person's going to say this word. It's like, no. Nope, <laughs> he had a whole collection wrong. of horse manure. That's wrong. No. Why would he have that? <laughs> he was really just focused. Just a giant pile of poo. Really focused on horse evolution. I see. He really wasn't that interested in dinosaurs. Of all marshes. What a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final straw. He just... He's being such a dickhead at everything, and he's like, you know, I didn't really like dinosaurs, but I love messing with you. But I love horse manure. <laughs> Ooh, that horsey poop. Ooh, that horsey poop. I'm the big bull like, How dare you? Like, this guy's poor, and he's trying so hard to, like, do the thing he loves, even though everybody else is telling him, like, it's a hobby, stopping a moron, like, mm-hmm. go do something that makes you money, idiot. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't even, like, really care. About the dinosaurs. About the dinosaurs. It's all about the mammals for it's him. It's just, uh, you know, I, I just really care about Darwin. Why did I spend yeah. all this time talking about freaking fossils about dinosaurs? I don't know. I just didn't just like you I didn't to have like them. you. I re- exactly. Because you're the worst. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, it what gets horrible, worse. horrible man. Of all his papers, only two of them are on dinosaurs. I'm going to murder him. I know he's dead, but... <laughs> I'm going to murder him. Sometimes you just got to kill You're after that, 77, huge, huge fossils found in Colorado, I believe. By they were who? Uh, a man named Lakes. That's his first name or last I name? I think it's his last name. Okay. They were so big that... Both his names. Lakes, Lakes. Lakes, Lake, Lakes. <laughs> lake Square. Du Lake. Du Lac. <laughs> Monsieur Du Lac. Lakes Du Lac. That's a real thing. I know. That's oh my a gosh. joke. Hilarious. Just in case uh, other people don't know. They were so big that he thought they were whale bones, which is very which is very <gasps> startling weird. when you're in Colorado. That doesn't make sense. In the 1870s. It's very far away from the ocean. It's very far away. Also, in case, you want, in case people don't know where Colorado is, oh. it is uh, in the, it's in the more western side, but in the middle part of the country, and it's a, like, it a is, square. It is very landlocked. It's literally a square. Mm-hmm. And that means that, like... When they were doing borders, they didn't even use rivers to mm-hmm. make it squiggly. Yeah. It's just like a chunk of... <laughs> make it squiggly. They, ba- <laughs> they barely have rivers. So. I think there was a Colorado River, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A river runs through it, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So stupid. I don't know why it's funny. Uh, it's not. But... I was curious. Cause I'm like, when was plate tectonics like solidified as a theory? And it is very late. It's almost a hundred uh, years later. I mean, it's like the it's, 1960s. That's a complicated idea. I feel I like. Yes. It seems you, so. You can't see them. It's you know no seams. You can't see them. So how do you know? You can't see germs, and you yeah. can prove them. Mm. Mm. I feel like it's easier. How do they fit the continents? But they're so big. <laughs> but they're so big. <laughs> it's so hard. 
giving them the benefit of the doubt, Haley. Okay. Yeah. This might also be a, a two-parter because I'm not done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So the guy found it. I think his name's Lakes. He writes Marsh, who didn't answer. Then, because the guy's looking for money, he then writes Cope, and Cope was all about that. But then Marsh finds out that Cope said yes. And he sends out feelers. Through the grapevine. Offering even more money for anything that was found. He's going to give you $200. I'll give you $205. I'll give you a whole fraction of a graduate student. Yeah. <laughs> They're useless to me. Ha <laughs> I just throw them straight yeah. into the ocean. <laughs> oh, wait. To Cope wants that stuff? Send it to me. Yeah. So I want everything he wants. Right. Lakes uh, shipped many bones to Marsh, uh, and then his, like, field director, whoever was, like, organizing his digs, uh, talked to him, and he convinced Lakes to go He's back. He's like, hey, that guy's a douche. Well, he convinced him to go back and talk to Cope, but mm-hmm. not for the good reasons. Uh-oh. He then writes Cope and forced him to send all the bones that he had already sent back to Marsh. What? He's like, oh, so I've already made a deal, but you know those things I've already sent you? Send them to your worst enemy. Uh, no. (laughs) Those shipments included the first remains of a stegosaurus. There was like some banger finds in those boxes. No. Some bone bangers. No. (laughs) Um... Did, did he send them to him? Yeah. Why? Because he's a good boy. No. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> Just say no. You already have... What is he going to do? They're mine. No. He, is he going to sue you? <laughs> you made a deal. You bought them. Yeah. Oh, no. That's so sad. <laughs> it's not over. It gets worse. We haven't gotten to the dynamite. Remember the dynamite? Is somebody going to get murdered? <laughs> no. Uh-oh. I don't think so. <laughs> the way you said that. No. Um, only science. Oh, no. So Marsh had all the bones Murder sent. Murder is a science here. <sighs> he had all the bones sent to Yale. Mm-hmm. And the Como Bluff dig turned out to be just very big. Hundreds of types of dinosaurs. Uh, like seven tons of bone mm. just getting shipped right the hell out. <sighs> Uh, and even though Cope had been shamed by having to send the fossils back to Marsh, he didn't give up. He had secured... What a brave little boy. I know. Brave little toaster. He's like the bill of his story. <laughs> He's the bill. <sighs> so proud. Yeah. He secured more bones in his sight. Eddie. He's more like Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere in Colorado, he found a dig, mm. and he found even bigger bones. Ha ha! He discovered the tallest dinosaur ever discovered, <gasps> I guess. What is it? I don't know. It didn't say which is like. Snoopy blooper. Anyways, 130 feet tall. That's a lot. And of course he wrote, it's like, mine are bigger than Marsh's. And all the papers he wrote. Hey. My bones are bigger than Big Bone Chiefs. Hey. (laughs) Big bones. (laughs) Big rocks. Big rocks. So Marsh sent more spies to spy on Cope. And he got some of them into Cope's storerooms. How are they spying? I don't... They just send their spy boys. What do you mean? I don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean? How do spies work? What is this Cold War of Bones? Yeah. I don't... Like, are they pretending to be his friend? and Or, like, they're, like, <laughs> fangirls? And then 
They're like, just kidding. Now we know all your secrets, moron. And he's like, why do I keep falling for it every time? Every time. Oh, this is the third time this week. Why do I keep trusting humans? They always betray me. Always lie. They always betray me. Every time someone's interested in me, it's always somebody from Marsh's people. Mm -hmm. It's always a spy from Marshland. Although some of these, it sounds like it's like the spy will meet one of Cope's workers, and they'll oh. make the deals. So it won't even, like, get to Cope. Bang. Totally. The night. And they'll bang in the night. Mm-hmm. They'll do some hot spy banging. Sure. But uh, I see how one of the spies in Canyon, in Canyon City, he made a deal with the head fossil digger for any, hey. for any bones that Cope didn't want. Wink. It's all, like, weird backroom shady nonsense. Fun. It's total Sopranos. Mm-hmm. But also the office. That's sad. Uh, I think we're still in 1877. Anyway, the end of the year, mm-hmm. Marsh uh, had discovered more dinosaurs than anyone ever, including even though he's only wrote two papers. Yeah, like he's not writing a lot of papers because he's very methodical and takes his time. But he's still naming things. He's still like right. claiming uh, discoveries. That's so dickish. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> uh, but I hate him. You'll recognize some of these stegosaurus, apatosaurus, allosaurus. Cope also I know many of those. Yeah, Cope was naming other things. He uh like mammals in like the big dinosaurs whose name mm. I don't remember. Right. And I that, know. that goes right into eighteen seventy eight. Ten new dinosaur species for Marsh, eight for Cope. Uh Cope was ahead because he does that thing where he just carpet bombs. Yeah. It's just a mess in the taxonomy. I like it. But Marsh is catching up. Gotta do what you gotta do. And then things got worse. Hmm. Marsh had his men uh, destroy a fossil bed at Como Buffs because he was worried Cope's men would find stuff in it. They literally blew it up. I'm... (laughs) I'm really upset. I know. It's monstrous. So, it's so horrible. And it's such a horrible, like, thing to do... To science mm-hmm. and to the world. Science is you're done. You're so deeply <laughs> into your stupid, petty, baseless argument yep. that you just like, you know what? Screw everybody. Screw the world. It's a crime against science and the world. Like, this, it's not this bad, but I'm like... <laughs> This is like the equivalent to me of you, like of like two librarians getting into a big fight, and then one of them just burns down the Library of Alexandria. They're like, nobody uh-huh. needs this. You know what? I don't want you to read right. any books in here, so that they're all dead. Two zookeepers have a fight about animals, and they both one of them destroys the last dodo bird. Right. It's like you've it's you've gone too far. Like at I no can't. point, still does either of them like step back and think about it. Like maybe blowing up science isn't the right path. Maybe you should take a step back and take a breath and just think about it. I'm surprised how upset I am about this. Right? Like, when I heard, I'm like, how, we may, maybe, we lost dinosaurs. Maybe there's an undiscovered dinosaur that we don't have anymore because you were blowing stuff up with dynamite. Just for no reason. Because your boyfriend didn't take it. Sitting down, I guess. Uh, Stupid. It's terrible. Anyway. Uh, What's even worse is that Cope is also doing it. He's, uh... He's broken him. He's there, uh... There's he broke him! Standing orders to dynamite pits after they're done with them. I mean, at least that's better. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, after they're done? At least done? he looked. I guess. Yeah. 
Because the other guy's just blowing him up in the first place, right? He's not looking, is he? Marsh? Uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're looking. They just, oh, um, okay. I think they're looking. It's just, um... I thought he was just blowing him up. Because he was like, what? Probably both. I mean, it'd be stupid not to at least look before you <laughs> yeah, blow it up. Yeah, I mean, but... I agree, but all of this is stupid, mm-hmm. so... So, Cope came to uh, Coma Bluff and accused Marsh of stealing his fossils, which was true. Uh, you got me there. He's like, you got got me there. It's true. But then, but then, turns around, Cope had a train of Marsh's fossils diverted to Philadelphia. <laughs> That's so funny, though. What? That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. It's like, where's my train? Oh, you've been train heisted. Hey. Hey, train heisted. Suck it. Steve Carell train heist. The fossil bones. Oh, man. Can Steve Carell really be in this movie? It's a great movie. Now I see why they wanted to make it a movie. I know. I mean, I don't think it should be a movie. It should be at least a seven-part series. Mm. It should be like the, the Band of Brothers of bone fossils. Mm. So, elsewhere, Marsh continues working his staff to the bone and paying them nothing. Unbelievable turnover, and he took all the credit. So people are leaving left and right, so they're like, we uh, can't live... Mm-hmm. But then Cope would pick him up. They would, like, leave, and he would recruit them immediately. Nice. And he's like, uh, so uh, tell me all your dirt on Marsh. Yeah. What's he up to? What's he finding? Does he still talk about Can me? Can I kill him? Does he have that picture of us in Berlin up on his drawer still? Also, can I, how do I murder him? Also, how do, when does he sleep? What's he allergic to? <laughs> what is he allergic to? <sighs> and they're like, happiness. Yeah. So something we've kind of touched on. Mm. But all of this this chaotic taxonomic landscape of everything mm-hmm. has really messed up science. Yeah. They mix up bones from different animals, they give different names to different things, they give names to the same things, it's mm-hmm. all a mess. So, Marsh had named one Apatosaurus. Mm. Uh, he didn't have a full skeleton, he had some of a spine and some of a pelvis, I think. Okay. But not a lot. Two years later, he named another species, uh, Brontosaurus. Aha! I know that one. Yeah. That one you recognize. In, uh, 1883, like, uh, you know, a few years later, Mm. more of the skeleton was dug up and he had a complete skeleton. Even today, it's still one of the most complete dinosaur skeletons that we have. Wow. The problem was that he was in such a rush to beat Cope that he didn't notice that both of these animals were the same animal. Right. So that's why people always say brontosauruses aren't real, right? They're, it's, it's like it's like the weird Pluto of dinosaurs. Yeah, it's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. The first name is always the right one, so the name brontosaurus isn't a scientifically authentic thing, right? Uh, Which I, I remember yeah. when that happened, when I learned that, and I was very upset because I was like, "But they're my favorite ones." But I love them, and then I'm like, "What?" And I had identity oh. crisis. Yeah, <laughs> right. But my favorite animal. Uh, who discovered this mistake? It was Marsh. Uh, no, it was Cope. Oh. Yeah. He'd been waiting. Ever since Marsh... Oh, this was Marsh's mistake. Yeah. Okay, I got them mixed up. Yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, James Gandolfini was like, I'll name it both of these things. Mm-hmm. And Steve Carell's like, nope, I've been waiting ever since you shamed me by telling me... <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> I knew. Amazing. Eventually you would put the head on the wrong end, just like I did all those years ago. ha. <laughs> But uh, and conclusive findings to decide whether or not it was like one or the other that the name was wrong wasn't made until like ni- 1979. Oh wow! So it's like a centuries later. Yeah. And all the museums had to change. Mm. It's a big mix up. 
Also, remember the, the Dryptosaurus that uh, Coke found? I remember you that, not mentioning it. That first one, that like first one he found. Mm-hmm. Uh, he described it in 1866. But uh, that same year that uh, Marsh had that mix-up with the Brontosaurus, he, Marsh, renamed the Dryptosaurus, or Dryptosaurus. And he did it mm. in a footnote that he was writing about a entirely different dinosaur. Also, this name is this one now. Uh, also, by the way... You're gonna do that. This is this now. That's not allowed. He's such a shady bee. He's just trying to hide all of his problems. All of his shame secrets. <sighs> Stupid. They were both rushing so much and making mistakes everywhere. They had species named that the other one had already discovered, both of them. Mm-hmm. Many finds weren't unique. And some of them, they knew had already been discovered by other people, and they just didn't care. Uh, Cope was worse, because he was publishing so much. Like, for every... I've seen different numbers for this. Like, for every 20 or... uh, Like, either 10 or 20 names discovered, one of them was an authentic good find. Mm, It is not a good rate. Statistics. That's a real bad statistic. No... Yeah. My boy. And then it got worse. Mm. Cope bought the American Naturalist Journal in 1877. Of course. Because he needs to be able to, like, publish everything he wants and no one to question him. Mm-hmm. So between uh, 79 and 80... Like, Cope bought it? Cope bought it. Oh, he had money. He had money. He doesn't have money to, like, go out on expeditions, because that's not what a gentleman does. Sure. But he has enough to buy a journal, like nice. a gentleman. He can do some gentlemanly things. He can do some gentlemanly things, just not the ones he wants to do. That's fair. Uh, So, there's like, they say from 1879 to 1880, but I'm not sure if that's a 12-month period or a 24-month period. Mm. But anyway, in that time, Cope published 76 academic papers. That's a lot. That's too many. That's, yep. That's too many papers. How do you write every second you're alive? He's ripped the limiter off. There's no editor yeah. anymore. There isn't even... Just me! <laughs> Just me! His entire life, how many articles do you think he wrote? Over his entire life. 350. 14,000. Holy crap. That's too many. That's too many articles. That's too many. They couldn't have all been good. Uh, I mean, most of them couldn't have been good. Most of them couldn't have been good. Like, the first one was good. And then you realize you didn't have to make them good, and you just... That's so many. That's so many. That's... Ugh. Calm down. So... It makes sense. Steve Carell never shuts up. Right. I feel like I've said this a couple times, but by the 1880s, Marsh had had it. (laughs) (laughs) He's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He had connections in Washington. Yes. And got himself appointed chief paleontologist of the brand new U.S. world. Of the U.S. Geological Survey. That's not real. And it is real. I know. I got. I tried to get a job there once. I believe you, it's real, but it doesn't sound real. It sounds fake. I applied for a job there once, and it was mostly because, like, oh, I know that name from when I was reading about paleontologists in the 19th century. (laughs) Sometimes it's just fun to say that's not real. I know. Oh. Especially when I know things are real. You know what's cool is that when I was at the Smithsonian for my summer work Mm -hmm. thing, I, I knew both of their names at that time, so I would, like, check... 
all of the little descriptions, ah. especially when I was like being shown around all the backroom storage. Nice. Uh, because Yale has a butt-ton of all their fossils, which I'll get to why in a second. Mm. But I would be able to, like, look at a Triceratops, and I'd be like, oh, Neil Marsh discovered this. Oh, man. I know who that is. He's a butthead. He's the worst. <laughs> he's a butthead. Anyway. Nobody likes him at all. So he's the chief paleontologist of the USGS, and he gets elected head of the National Academy of Science. No. He is getting into all the high places. He's a rich boy. Cope uh, wouldn't have been considered for any of this. Yeah, because he, he isn't a professional. He's he a doesn't poor have boy. He doesn't have any degrees. So, uh, what do you think Marsh does with unlimited government funds and power? Do you think it's evil? <laughs> what would you do? He destroys Cope in every way possible. <laughs> right. Of He's very methodical about it. He starts cutting Cope off, so no more government funds. All the bones to me. Mm-hmm. He pushed to have the U.S. Paleontology Center move uh-huh. from Philadelphia to New Haven, where Yale is. That's so effed up. Such a dick move. Because, because Cope lives in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. That's a city. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh... The the, the so biggest, uh, it's it's just so mean because like the bones all just sat there because mm-hmm. Marsh was slow in his work. Yeah, so they just kind of sat in the back room mm-hmm. and didn't do anything. Yep. Uh, with all the federal dollars gone and his inheritance is almost gone, Gope is in a uh, swift downward spiral. Honey, you can't spiral. spend your inheritance. He's been doing it. You gotta keep. Like, since the first expedition. You have to keep it because eventually you have to be old and retired or dead. No. Okay. He made uh, additional bad investments trying to make his money back and lost everything. I think it was, like, in a silver mine. Like, don't do that. No, stop it. Big (laughs) mistake. That just sounds like a bad idea. Big mistake. He applies for jobs at Princeton, the Philly Zoo, and no one wants him. No success. He has to sell his house. His wife leaves. His kid leaves. He's left living in a tiny, terrible apartment in Philadelphia, just a dude with his moans. It's really sad. Which is where the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia comes in, because I picture it as Charlie's, like, terrible apartment. Mm -hmm. And, like, somewhere in there is Danny DeVito, but it's mostly fossils. Uh, But Marsh wasn't done. Oh, no. What is... Is is he not already the saddest boy? No. This is very, very... It feels very... Edison and Tesla to me. Yeah. It's like, is Tesla not already the saddest boy? No. He's talking to pigeons. No. What He's is he? Insane. What does he have? Huh? What else can be taken from Cope? His life. Murder him. More important than that. His bones. His bones. So that's what Marsh is going to do. He, using his power as the, you know, chief head of fossil bones. Not real. But continue. <laughs> he, Marsh, passed a, helped pass a law stating that all fossils found using government funds legally belong to, to the... Have to be returned to the government. Have to return to the government. Specifically to the Smithsonian Museum. It's so evil. Remember how Cope uh, found the funds to go around out west by joining government surveys and military trips? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's weird. It's so almost like sad. it was aimed at him. Marsh also... Uh, there was a little, like, oh, asterisk. Uh, any scientists who go on government trips, even at their own expense, those ones are also the governments. What? 
Yeah. That's horrible. It's really, Cope just loses his mind. He's lost everything, but he's not given up his phones. Mm -hmm. So he produces receipts of everything, and he's like, I got receipts. I got receipts. He's like, I, he fought every step of the way. He's like, I paid all my expenses. I pay for everything myself. These are mine. Mm. So I think he ended up losing a bit of it, but not too much. Good job. This is one step too far. I'm so proud of you. Uh, But it's... It's, he's, now he's broken, is yeah. the thing. Oh, of course. He's been collecting dirt on Marsh for years. Decades. All the records of underhanded backroom dealings and bad stuff that's been going on. And now he's a politician. And now he's a politician. Destroy him! Uh, so Cope has, like, a binder full of yeah. all the things he's done. And Cope finally gets a job at the University of Pennsylvania uh, teaching... You can. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, zoology he teaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the first things he does after he starts getting power back is uh, he finds Destroy. an unethical reporter at the New York Herald nice. who would be guaranteed not to fact check and just, like, hands him the binder. He's like, cool. go to town. Which, when you're a journalist, you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to be awesome. 1890, January, the New York Herald published scientists wage bitter warfare mm-hmm. that called out all the terrible behavior uh, and bad science and shame that Marsh had been involved in. Mm-hmm. It accused the uh, Geological Survey of being a pr- crooked political machine and Marsh was just using it for power and money yeah. and that Marsh was destroying fossils out west and students yeah. were writing Marsh's papers for him, which is yeah. all true. Yeah. It's all true. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Marsh came out really bad. Justice. Yeah, but Cope had also gone public and yeah. brought other people into it, yeah. and uh, he, like, pointed out who would name names, and yeah. no one in the fields of geology or paleontology were thrilled to find themselves suddenly being mentioned in this uh, public bashing. Right. Uh, Whoops. In, in kind of a petty retaliation, Marsh, of course, responded and attacked Cope in turn, mm-hmm. and brought up, again, the time that Cope had put the skull on the wrong end of the skeleton. But, you know, when you're the second guy to say this, you just sound like a bitter, sad boy. So He's like, oh, but, but he got the head wrong. Oh, but does everybody remember when the head thing happened? Their fight hit the national papers. Dang. And the drama lasted for nearly a month. Wow. That's a long time. I mean, yeah. they don't have a lot of things going on. Probably, yeah. So. Uh, Cope... Was, uh, it was He was threatened that he would lose his job if he couldn't prove all of his accusations. Mm. And the U.S. Geological Survey was already under scrutiny by some politicians Ooh, in 1892. And those politicians used the accusation and the article as a spearhead to open investigation over the Geological Survey and all of its frivolous spending and into Marsh in particular because he's like one of the head people running it. Awesome. Uh, and they were especially upset over... Uh, Marsh's, like, crown jewel in his research, uh, his, his greatest achievement, I think he would have thought, which was a book called Birds with Teeth, Hmm. which, uh, was like, evolution is real, uh, but they're like, birds with teeth, this is what we're spending money on, the government, sorry, I pounded the table, but the mic is on the table. Sure, it's fine. So, the phrase birds with teeth became, uh, like, the climate change of the day. Oh, and people yeah. are just like, science Birds have teeth! Science is stupid! Why are we using all the money on this? That's the worst! Kill him! Yeah, murder him! He's a witch! <laughs> He's a bone witch! She made the <laughs> birds grow the teeth! 
So the U.S. Geological Survey had its budget slashed significantly, and the Department of Paleontology was erased. Bye. Marsh was ordered to resign by telegram. So uh, like he had to resign by telegram, or they told him by telegram resign. He was ordered to resign. Yeah. Okay. So someone sent him a 19th century tweet saying, uh, "Delete resign. your delete your life." Focus. Focus. It's lame. It's not my fault. <laughs> okay. I can't control when people text me, Haley. I'm popular. Uh, this is the best part. Marsh was left with no salary, no position, no power. He had to sell his house. Uh, and how about that? Under U.S. law, all fossils gained using government-funded expeditions and money belong to the government. And including Mar- Marsh's. Including literally everything Marsh has ever done. And Lol. he kept no receipts. Because he is stupid. He lost more than 80 tons of fossils. Wow. That's so many. And it was only a small fraction of his collection. Wow. He has so much. But he's basically screwed. Yeah, because now he can't... All his stupid slow papers, he can't do nothing. Yeah, he can't do nothing. Cope was on the up and up. He got hired by the Texas Geological Survey, which Yay. I don't know I don't know why they have their own. Because everything's <laughs> bigger in Everything's Texas. terrible. He keeps quiet. He doesn't gloat when Marsh mm-hmm. like gets kicked in the gutter, yeah, and it boy. it works out for him. He gets a position. Oh, this is when he gets he's at a position of zoology in Philadelphia, gotcha. I think, uh, which used to be Joseph uh, Letty's Letty's old position. Hmm. Yeah, so it's like his old mentor. So it's at least like mildly prestigious. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, like doing you. Yeah, there's nothing shameful about it. He was elected president of the National Association for the Advancement of Science in the same year that Marsh stepped down as head of the Academy of Sciences. Mm. So they're switching. La, la, la. uh, But it won't last. Oh, no. Cope uh, gets ill. He loses. He lost his positions. He's forced to sell uh, his bone collections to get by, like, his dearest thing. Mm -hmm. The only thing that he has left, and he has to sell them. I told him earlier. Mm -hmm. He needed to keep his inheritance. He didn't listen. Uh, Marsh isn't better. He has to beg Yale for a salary to get by. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm really sad that they don't, like, you know, go on a sad trip to Europe and meet in Berlin again and become, like, best frenemies and move in. And it's, like, a weird, nasty, Harry Met Sally situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, we've, like, destroyed each other's lives, but at least we, we could we, heal together. We could heal together. No. Uh, and then Cope died in April 1897. Mm-hmm. He was 56. And he still He's wasn't like, done. That's not that old. He donated his skull to science. Cool. So they could measure his brain and brain cavity in the hopes that it would prove bigger than Marsh's. I am smart boy. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. So stupid. That's ridiculous. Marsh did not accept the offer. He politely declined. That sounds like scared boy to me. <laughs> that sounds like you're scared your brain's smaller. Oh. Big bone cheese. Big bone cheese. Are you worried your brain is tiny? That Cope's got the bit. He's like, Cope's got a really big head. He's, yeah. I've seen it. He has a big head. What, you, what of it? A. I guess. Doesn't mean it's filled with brains. It's isn't filled with brains, it's filled with horse manure. Horse manure. <laughs> no, that's smart. She's the one who likes the poop. Yeah. Horse poop. Uh, but the University of Pennsylvania still has the skull. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm like, cool, great. I like skulls. Yeah. A couple of years later, uh, Marsh was out walking alone in the rain at night, probably thinking of uh, Cope. I can only imagine. And he died two weeks later at 68. Mm-hmm. He had $186 in his bank account. That's and, not very many. And all of the bones. Every bone you could think of. Yeah. So, uh, 
some people say that Marsh won the Bone Wars, at least by the numbers. Sure. Both of them made a ton of great finds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cope found 56 species and Marsh 80. Okay. So we came out with, like, more... More big names, at least, like I've mentioned on Triceratops, Patasaurus, yes. Stegosaurus. Those are all Marsh's uh, finds. Babies. But the, in, in a way, we all win and we all lose because the feud helped and hurt everything. Yes. Like, if you go around blowing up dig sites, that is a crime against the world. Yes. You And the, the reputation for American paleontology was marred for decades. Mm. No one would, like, deal with Americans. No one is like, no, you're a bunch of crazies. Right. But it also made people go like, hey, that's not okay. That's not okay. Which is useful. Yeah. For the future of science. But uh, 18 dinosaurs were known in North America at the start of their careers. Mm. And by the time they died, they'd found over 130 species. That's a lot. A ton of prehistoric mammals, fish, and birds, and lay left behind just enormous stashes of bones, which are still being researched and used. Hmm. Charles R. Knight okay. is, uh, you've probably seen his images. They're very famous. They're very famous for not being uh, accurate anymore to what we know mm-hmm. about dinosaurs. Okay. Um, <coughs> sorry, moving my computer. But, like, this is yeah. this is stuff he did. Yeah, um, Yeah, they're, like, really famous works. Uh, but Beautiful. he made those in conjunction with Cope, uh, because Cope was the one who wrote, like, exciting, interesting articles. Right. And, uh, uh, they were wrong. Were, you know, wrong. But, uh, you know, they were interesting, and they got people interested, so. Sure. They inspired artists who drew images, and the images inspired, uh, Sir, Park. Sir, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote, uh, The Lost World, the first mm-hmm. dinosaur novel, which helped inspire other people to write more books. And then make movies. And that's why any three-year-old can draw a picture of a dinosaur today. Hooray. So thanks, you garbage people. You stupid, stupid man-babies. Just kiss. Just, like, go take a nap. Go take a... Go eat an apple slice and go to bed. Just, like, think about your decisions before you make them. What did we learn today? Think about your decisions before you make them. Think about your decisions. Don't backstab people. For no reason. (laughs) There's gotta be a reason. <laughs> There's gotta they be. They had to have some emotional reason. reason. That's just a weird thing to do to somebody that you seemingly are friends with. I mean, I think it was just uh, greed. Like, yeah, greed and um, ambition. Evil. Like, you get this position at at Yale, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? I need more bones, and they have bones, so I'll just, you know, slip them. A, These are mine now. Slip a, slip them a couple thousands of dollars, and now I have all the bones. He is. He did become quite a privileged boy, despite being a poor farm boy. Yeah, Which yeah. He did pretty good. Sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, until the end when he has no money, until and he's end. just terrible. Yeah, they. Uh, they. And drove he never each had other. friends, so he had one friend, and then he betrayed him. And then all his other friends were like, he's the worst. You're kind of the worst. <laughs> hmm, that's weird. You're and kind you of the worst. make new friends, so. <laughs> you are incapable of making new friends. Or any friends. Yep. So, um, so those don't are, be a douche. Those are the bone wars. Yeah. I know for a while there I was threatening to do it every week, and now I've finally done it. <laughs> you were. I was wondering. I was like, is this officially the bone wars now? This is officially the bone wars. Got it. It was worth that. I do like it quite a bit. It's incredible. It's great. And uh, it's why I'm so dedicated to one day writing some sort of fiction where it's the Bone Wars in space. Mm. 
Because that'll be amazing. Space dinosaurs. Yes. Mmm, space source. Mmm, we're in space. Mmm. Space. Space cube. Space. 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 My brain's broken. (laughs) Space core. Space. It's like, it's a four-letter word. It starts with C. It ends with E. What is it? Cube. No. Cuneiform. That's too many letters. Core. Yes. That's the one. No, it was core. <laughs> no one's named Coles. Coles, <laughs> what you get in your stocking when you've been a naughty salamander. Um, but yeah, once I say yes, so you stop guessing. <laughs> yes. Also, I already said Squirrels. it myself. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Keep your friends close and your enemies far away. Far away. Ignore them. Nor them. Don't have enemies. Don't have maybe don't have enemies. Just like don't do things that solicit enemies. <laughs> right. Don't backstab. And if people. somebody just becomes a huge don't. dickhead, don't like take it as your mission to destroy them too. Mm-hmm. Don't let the hate fill you and then consume your whole life. Uh, leave leave comments on iTunes. I don't yeah. think we don't even rate us. We don't, yeah, rate us. We don't even have enough reviews where we have like a an average a rating. Yeah. Um. So do that if Go you like it. to our website. Hystericalhistory.simplecast.fm. We have links to everything, including email and Facebook and iTunes. Yeah, and please email us your topics and your feelings and your questions and anything, really. If you were to make a mixtape about the Bone Wars and Cope and Marsh and what other songs would you put in and besides Bad Blood by Taylor Swift? And Bad Blood by... Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. The other one. The other one. Okay. CCR? Yeah. Is it CCR? I don't know. Creedence Clearwater Revival? <laughs> I think it is. Uh, maybe we should end with that. No, people won't bad, get it. Bad, blood, blood. Great song. Bye. 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 Oh, crap. Bye. 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 Bye.